swords and handle art to spark souls and charge souls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest and store some legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's a grand theft of old scrolls simon's quest the drone earl rock shoes to air clue keeps the exit gaming news the police get some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. What is control issues? I am the AMC. And this is A Dub. You can find us at control issues.com. That dash is a hyphen for the hearing impaired. Uh, you can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for control issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it, five stars, all of that. Head on over to Twitter. At my control issues is the handle and pop on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we have gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure. AMC, what up with it? Yes, sir. Doing good. Another episode, another day to talk about gaming. Um, yeah, it's a little slower news week, I'd say, mm-hmm. uh, gaming wise after all the all the bombshells, but we still found we still found stuff to talk about. We still found some of that bullshit uh, on personal, <laughs> yeah, on uh, personal life business. Um, yeah, I was telling you in the pre-show. Watched uh, Black is King. I there we go. It, that, that Beyonce, Do you agree? That Beyonce. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, or Black is the new black. Apparently. There we go. Yes. Um, all, Old black is the new black. Yeah. <laughs> black is black, baby. <laughs> Y'all must have forgot. Always been on black. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, how you been, A-Dub? Hanging in there. Just trying to manage this heat. Just reading books, staying in shape, trying not to injure myself anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just trying to stay healthy, man. Got to be careful with this calf. I don't know what's going on, but jump roping for too long, too much during the week is taking it out of me. Yeah. With your, with your back. Um, oh back. The thing is, my back is like the least problematic thing. My neck and my back. That's good. That's good to hear. <laughs> you can always, yeah, you can rehab the calf. But once your back like starts having issues, I, I feel like that's like the worst. Um, yeah. Anyways, outside of that gaming, what you've been getting into, my man? Well, I played the hell out of Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. I don't think I'm anywhere near completing it, but I have kind of run myself ragged a little bit. So I decided, you know, let's just take a little step back. Let's let's do some palate cleansing gaming before we jump back into the, the main course. You know, take a little sip of the wine, nibble at the veggies before I get back on the steak. So I decided to fire up No Man's Sky. The Origins update is out, as well as a couple of smaller you know, performance and technical patches. So playing that and definitely falling in love with the game all over again, like it's, they really nailed the look. The illusion is much more complete, you know, of that being a natural world where stuff just happens to be. I mean, I can, I can think all the way back to the first iteration of No Man's Sky when it launched. And I remember distinctly, like, I'd be flying around the surface of a planet, and I knew that, like, okay, hit the scanner, there's a building. I know, I knew that buildings were laid out kind of in a, like, almost like a grid of squares. So it's like, here's one, let me go over in this direction, press the thing, there's another one, let me zigzag back the other way, there's one. And I would just look for exactly the buildings that I wanted, but... No Man's Sky Origins update. It, ever since most of the massive title updates, it's been this way where they they finally randomized that enough to where you're flying around, you'll hit the scanner, you might not even get any kind of hits on it for quite some time, and then when you do, like you have no idea what the building's going to be. So that that alone is pretty pretty dope. I mean, I got lucky, got a bunch of uh, drop pods maxed out 
all of my slots on my exosuit. So now I'm really ready to load myself down with technology and get in there. Spending a lot of time underwater, which is pretty cool. I like the way the, I like how lively the aquatic life is. I think I was on one planet, it had like purple grass, yellow sky. I called that the, the Laker planet, this planet Kobe. <laughs> the Mamba. Mamba planet. Yeah. Mamba prime. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, I was we were around there and I just I would see like these creatures jumping out of the water, but not like jumping. It would come out of the water and then it would fly through the air and it would go back in the water. And it's like it's like imagine if a, a, an armless octopus, basically, or like a like about octopus and a jellyfish had an offspring. It was something like that. And like once I discovered it, then I saw like kind of flying around the shore area a bit. It was like, oh, that's kind of pretty cool. <laughs> seeing seeing systems with multiple stars. I mean, running into like it, things just feel more distinct in that game so far. And I've reached a point where I'm I'm further along in the game's missions, like the Atlas mission I'm further along in, the Artemis mission I'm further along in. So, you know, that's that's nice to just put on and play. Uh, you, I'm getting hailed by NPCs in mid-space who, like, want to trade and have me fix things and shit. So, <laughs> cool little touches. Um, other than that, I decided that since it's October, I might as well give a go at this playing a horror playing horror games in October trend that some people do. So I figured it'd be a good time to finally fire up Darkwood for the first time. So this is an indie game, small title. It's a sort of a top down thing where you're playing this guy. You were found wounded in the woods. Some guy takes you back to his place, beating your ass, trying to extract information out of you because <laughs> he wants to get out of the woods. He takes all your belongings, including a key to a door that you find in this underground passage not too far from where you set up your base of operations. So you got to find this guy so you can get your key so you can open that door. Uh, while you're in there, you realize you're inside of these woods that are I guess haunted or occupied or who knows, like there's, there's pulsating mushrooms growing all, all over the place and there's packs of dogs. There's savages running around who will chase you or run away and you know, try to break in your house. But basically it's a, it's a horror themed survival game where you want to fortify where you're hiding out, your little hideout, but you also want to, you know, get supplies and build yourself up to the point where you can venture further into the woods so that you can try to get your key back and get the hell up out of there. So, so far, I'm enjoying that. It's it's a lot to deal with, but I, the manner in which you deal with it isn't annoying or overly cumbersome. So, you know, it, it for somehow they made that work on a console. And I'm enjoying my time with it. Like I, I've gotten into a couple of conflicts. I'm able to explore. I'm very eager to expand my inventory space so I can go further and collect more while I'm out instead of having to retreat back to my hideout. How's the uh, difficulty? The difficulty, I have it on hard. I think it has three, which is like normal hard. And I don't even know what the highest one is called. But this one is like when I die, I'm dead. <laughs> difficulty oh really okay yeah taking the roguelike roguelike approach yeah and so far it, it's not difficult like i said i've only had a, a couple of fights and in both of the one of those the guy was running away from me the whole time and i was chasing him down and hitting him in the back of the head with a nail board <laughs> <laughs> get back here <laughs> exactly. the other fight um i was in my house it was night had my generator going which was powering my lamps so in some of the rooms, other rooms were just pitch black, but I set up like little traps in front of the windows that weren't barricaded. I'm in the house. This savage manages to climb through one of the windows in the one spot where I didn't put a trap and he's coming at me. He's fast. I'm backing up. You, you got to like cock your weapon. And while you have it cocked, you have to pull the thing. So there's two buttons to attack. 
which is pretty cool when you're looking at it in the scene because you're walking with your, with your board up using the twin sticks to, <laughs> to keep the enemy in front of you. <laughs> and like, he'll swing, he'll miss, I'll run up, whap, <laughs> right across the head. So He's coming I, at you with just a uh, just fist, no weapons? I think it's just fist. Okay. Because it's a top-down view and it's like it's it's easy to interpret on your own screen. If you see videos, it's kind of hard to read what's going on, especially since there's so much that goes into this game. But yeah. on a on your own screen in the privacy of your own home, it all looks it, it reads better. So it looks like he's just throwing fists and I'm fighting him inside the house, <laughs> knocking him out. And he's got a bunch of resources. So that pays off. And now I think I'm at the beginning of day three. The, the The game follows days and night is the deadly time when you want to hold up inside of your hideout. And the hideout itself is in a state of disrepair. Like there's a, a few of the windows are barricaded. There's, there's no protection on the doors. One of the doorways is broken. There's a hole in the back wall of the place that I have. Like I, you can push the bookshelf in front of it by just moving and you can like grab it and move it around. So that's pretty cool. And that, there's a lot of things that behave in that manner, like the, the stools with the lamps on them. So you can bring light to other portions of the house if you want to. Are there um, survival elements as far as uh, like hunger or anything like that? There's, there's a thing I see and I don't know what it means. It's right next to my health bar where it has these four little skull tokens. And I don't know what that's about. Okay. But insofar as surviving, you know, you got to, your, your weapons degrade, your torches burn out. You got, your generator runs out of fuel. Uh, you, you have supplies that you have to cultivate. So I got to wait for mushrooms to grow so I can make, so I can make, uh, what is it? Essence. So I can get additional perks that helped me survive more. Uh, I got to watch out for poison and stuff. I think my health regenerates. I'm pretty sure there's not a hunger mechanic, but you got to be on top of your resources and your crafting if you want to survive. Like the the barricaded windows can be broken down. The traps can be triggered and then become useless. You got to... You got to go and you got to find wooden boards and nails and logs, or you got to find wires so you can make nails, or you got to, yeah, you got to find the logs so you can put them on the saw and cut them in the boards. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a lot of inventory management. Yeah, and maintenance. Yeah. That's awesome. Which is the way it should be because yeah, awesome. every day you're thinking, like, okay, my objective is to go all the way in this direction, pick up whatever I can, fortify fortify my hideout you know get closer to figuring out where this damn key is build myself a weapon something like i've seen a a weapon frame and weapon parts and there's also a body that some dogs were eating (laughs) i was able to take everything from there including dog meat as bait but i was able to take everything from over there except he had a magazine for a pistol so i need to go back and get that Hopefully your boy gets a gun soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your boy got a gun. Uh oh. <laughs> and I'm and I'm doing all this while knowing that at some point I'm not gonna have enough fuel to run my generator. So that's when things get really dicey. At the moment, I'm able to cut it on at night, which powers my lights, which help to keep the whatever the creatures are, they get more agitated at night at bay. At the same token, I believe the generator also powers your oven, which you use to cook the essence to give yourself perks, but it also creates this I don't know, it's a uh, this smell that the stuff outside doesn't like. So, once I run out of fuel, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how things break into the house. I've already seen like I don't know if it was a creature, if it was a dude, but I thought I had everything covered in the house. I walk into one of the rooms that the light doesn't reach, and there's a dude standing there. He puts his arms in the air and turns into a flock of like ravens. I'm swinging my nail board at the ravens, trying to hit them. <laughs> and then, and then um, there's he left something there. I picked all of them up and just went back by the light because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So I got to see what I got from him, and I got to start day three 
where I'm venturing out further, trying to amass more resources, upgrade my workbench so I can make better upgrades. <laughs> it's good <laughs> stuff. But AMC, what have you been playing? Oh, I've been playing a couple games this week. Below work, as usual, into that Ghost of Tsushima. There it um, is. Yeah, closed out some storylines. Uh, about to close out Ishikawa's storyline. Oh. Uh, figure out figure out what I'm going to do with Tomoe. The homie <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of liking Tomoe. It's a, I don't know how that story is going to play out, but we'll see. Oh, yeah. I didn't finish that storyline. I need to go back to that. Um, yeah. Tomoe was getting it done, even though. She yeah. was she was trading she was sides. On, she was on some bullshit. But, yeah. you know, um, you know how teaching them the Japanese yeah. Sushima style of archery. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So enjoying that. Um, trying to close it out soon. Um, basically, just trying to do all the final storylines of uh, each individual character before just pushing through that um, big objective all the way to the end. Yeah. Then, I uh, pushed. I pushed through to the end. Yeah, I still have to close out their stories. Yeah, great stories though. Really enjoying, really enjoying all the side content as far as like the side quests, any story type of content. They did really well in this game, and I'm just really liking the narratives that they kind of display for us to walk through. Other than that, um, played a little bit of Tetris Nine to Nine. Oh yeah, hop back on that for a reason. Uh, So Tetris Ninety Nine started playing that, and the only reason why I played Tetris Nine to Nine is because I saw that Mario Thirty Five Mario Thirty Five was released on uh, Switch Online. So I was like, "Oh shit! All right, well, I'm I'm gonna hop on that, see what that's all about." Um, and because of that, jumped on Tetris. But let's get back to Mario because that's really what we need to discuss. That's the new game. You played um, it? Yes, I did. Put in some work, Marissa and I. We sat down. We so pretty much. It, it seems like it's made by the same people that made Tetris Nine and Nine, and it has <laughs> it has all the makings of the people that made at least like the um, the consistencies and how they release their game. And one of the things is they tend to not really explain how it works. They leave it up to the community to figure it out. So Tetris 99, when that released, there was a lot of like, well, I'm playing Tetris, so I know that much, but there's this whole aspect of um, competition and trying to take out other people to then get these badges and get KOs. Um, And it took a while, like sites kind of put together how the gameplay mechanics work. And then, and eventually like people started to figure out strategies for then to take advantage of the different gameplay mechanics. And uh, that's how you get it good at Tetris 99. So Mario is definitely in the infancy phase just released. So there is that initial, like we have no idea what's going on when Marissa and I were playing. I immediately hopped online to see because it has that, that same option strategy wise of going attackers, I think coins in this one, um, people getting ready to be knocked out and uh, random. And so I just left on attackers because attackers in Tetris 99 as well as Mario are people that are focused on you. And so in Tetris, if somebody was attacking you, that means every time they cleared a line, they were sending um, blocks over to you to to build up and throw off like your your building. And in Tetra and Mario thirty five, when they defeat an enemy, they send that enemy over to you. And so initially, uh, yeah, like you'll just see like out of nowhere, there's just a million Goombas on your screen or there's like a bunch of like turtles and Goombas. And it's pretty easy to take them out for the most part. Like, Initially, the hardest part was getting used to playing the original Super Mario Brothers, like just that, those physics and the way things operated. Like, just one thing, like Marissa and I were like, when Marissa's like, so can I pick up the turtle show? And I was like, I'm pretty sure you can't pick up the turtle show on Super Mario Brothers. And believe it or not, you can't pick up the turtle show. Um, you can't or you can't? You cannot. And so there's little things like that, like you have to remember that you couldn't do the limitations of that game. But um, it's interesting how even the game works because you play through the pretty much the first level of Mario and it has like all the things like where where the the mushrooms are hidden and like certain blocks those are all there where the stars are those are all there even down to the pipes you can go down pipes and move forward and they even have what is it on world on stage one uh, world one stage two they have the uh, level skip and what's interesting though is it's not um 
it's it's random though it's not like oh you can just skip to world five or like the final world it's they just give you three options and you choose between the three and so um you're kind of playing it you're just you're surviving because that's the key of the game is i guess to be the last man standing and so initially last mario jumping yeah and the only enemies you're running into initially are uh, the Koopa Troopas and the Goombas. And so it's pretty easy. So I was like, Santa Marissa was like, yeah, this isn't that hard. Like what's going on here. But then uh, we eventually started surviving further. And then they start throwing other things at you. Like I'm, I'm running through a regular level and all of a sudden the cheap cheap start flying at me, which are those fish like that hop up from below the screen. So those are just showing up out of nowhere on levels that they shouldn't be on. So it's like, okay, like that, that throws uh, a little bit of a curveball. And at one point I'm surviving and I get to a point where then Bowser just shows up randomly in the middle of a level. And of course I try to jump on him and you can't jump on Bowser in the first Mario game to beat him. So I just get killed immediately and I die and it's, it's over. You only have one life. Um, And so there's little things that I learned about the game. So one, you want to defeat enemies in order to send enemies at, um, at other players to knock them out Two, you collect coins. Why are coins important? Because in coin, uh, you get 20 coins and you can use that to do an item roulette. The item roulette, then, uh, it'll just flip through a bunch of different items. Uh, one is like a pow, which will clear out all the enemies on the screen. Uh, another is like a mushroom. Uh, you can also get a star and I believe you can get, a uh, the, the flower for the fireballs and so when things get super hairy which is they show how they show which characters have the most coins because that just indicates their um their ability to survive because they can do more item roulettes so that uh if they're small they can get a mushroom or they can get a star yada yada to help them survive like the hairiest moments when like just enemies are all over the screen so it um it does throw um it does throw a or give you a different feel for the Mario experience while very much being, while very much feeling like you're playing Super Mario Brothers. So it's very different. Um, I'll say this initially, I didn't get into it the way that I got into Tetris 99. Um, I do want to play it some more because it did take a while for me to get to the point where I, it started getting like really crazy. So maybe it's just a matter of like surviving and really figuring out the gameplay mechanics to knock out other people to really like, I guess just up the ante of how I'm able to attack other people. But as of right now, yeah, it um just Tetris versus Mario brothers. I don't know. Like Tetris is just more engaging right out the gate, but um, I will say this. They continually updated and added to tetris 99 and to the point where they added different modes and things along those lines so this is very much a live game and so i expect there to be uh, more additions they have a bunch of different um, levels that you can start off with or at least impact um, the way the game is played so like where you'll start out um, so i imagine they'll throw in other factors that can really um, take this game to other levels and if anything when i was playing it i was like oh man like this is awesome and i hope that they consider doing this with like a mario 2 especially a mario 2 because that game was just mario, all over the place mario 3 <laughs> yeah mario 3 would would be the game because you got like you got like the tanuki suit you got the uh the whistle where you can call in the tornado um yeah there's just so many other factors and just different enemy types where they could really um do some really fun things like you're just playing all of a sudden like you throw the the sun at, at a at a competitor, yes. and, it, and then the sun is just trying to get him. Maybe you can throw that. Um, yeah, um, I was gonna say the face, but that's in Mario Two. So yeah, uh, in I, I Mario Two, like you you could probably throw vegetables at people. Yeah, exactly. So that that's one of those things that I'm, I'm enjoying it, uh, but I do want to. I'm hoping that they continually add to it and maybe use this as a foundation to then branch out into other Mario games where there are more enemy types and I guess like um, upgrades that you can then take advantage of to really. Um, I guess like just change it up a little bit, but yeah, enjoying it. I want to see what it has to offer and um, yeah, let's get into the topics of the week. Top topics of the week. Oh, a dub. Yeah. As I said earlier on in the show, um, not a lot of uh, next gen stuff as far as consoles go, but um, we do have some next gen news, a dub coming by way of Sony. Oh, you're damn right. <laughs> 
what is it? <laughs> I was going to say, you got your piece of paper, like, like you're on your news desk. We do have some next year news with Sony. Uh, Marvel's Spider-Man remastered. People are excited about that, or at least they were. Until the news broke that it'll be a new Peter Parker. Oh, oh what does that mean, Adam? Oh, new Peter Parker. Basically, what the official statement from Insomniac alludes to is that when they were bringing the game from current gen to next gen for the PlayStation 5, the the voice capture data and the motion capture for the face of Peter Parker did they didn't quite match up. So what they had to do was cast a new face model for Peter Parker. So Sony let us know that in the transition from current gen to next gen for the Spider-Man remaster, there was a little little bit lost in translation with the motion capture and the the visual performance. Or uh, there's something going on where the motion capture and the facial capture, if those two even make sense, being two different things, but those didn't quite mesh up with what they wanted to present. So they went with a new actor, a new face model. For Spider-Man, I believe it's still all the same dialogue, all the still, all still the same voice actor. They sound the same. The face, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything the same but the face. And they released that alongside some other news. I think they they showed off the first sixty frames per second gameplay because you're going to be able to choose between the modes of either being in in your fourteen forty ray tracing, which is sixty, or be four K thirty. <laughs> get your ray tracing the ray tracing looks good man they showed some still images of spider-man swinging through the city spider-man sticking on a wall and they compared it to the ps4 version where before it would just you would see the things there'd be some like little muddy baked in reflections however with the ray tracing now you see high quality like clear crystal reflections it'll be It'll be noticeable, I will say that much. And it'll also be interesting to see, you know, what kind of layer of detail and immersion that really brings to the whole game space. So either way, excited to see what's going on. But a lot of people aren't too excited about what's going on. Yeah, yeah it was like funny. It's like all that information came out and then all everything got boiled down to one screenshot. And they're like, wait yeah. a second, what is this? <laughs> Reminds us a lot of Puddlegate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Just just one screenshot. And then just the internet went ablaze. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they the creative director over at Insomniac said something, something to the degree of finding a better facial match for actor Yuri Lowenthal was a necessity. So the official statement reads, today's news about the new Peter Parker face model has surprised some of you. We had insomniac totally understand your reaction. It even took it even took them a while to get used to Peter's new look. But as we discussed the futures, the franchise's future moving to PS5 quickly became apparent that delivering even more believable looking characters made finding a better facial match for actor Yuri Lowenthal, who we all love as Peter, a necessity. We care as much about this character as your attachment to him. So please know we didn't make this decision or this change lightly. As we did throughout the development of Marvel Spider-Man, we'll continue to read your comments, listen, and always be looking for ways to improve every facet of the game. At the same time, they hope that you can trust that this decision is what they feel is best for the future of the franchise and their upcoming goals for the beloved Marvel character. Uh. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah the reaction is very similar to anything that information that we get from the government is this is what they're saying but this is what I really think they're saying. <laughs> it's like, they're saying this, but let me come up to, with my own reasons for their motives. <laughs> exactly. And we got a lot of those individuals rounded up for you in Troll of the Week. <laughs> troll of the Week. We're just going to dive right into it. You know who they are. You know who they're coming sideways at. This is what they got to say. Yeah. Worst, <laughs> worst Peter Parker ever. Way to ruin the game with a bad actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> haven't, worse than, worse haven't, than Andrew Garfield. <laughs> haven't seen the work. 
Yeah. <laughs> Next troll says worse, more uncomfortably like the Disney movies than distinctly different. Sea Avengers. Uncomfortably, that uncanny valley. Ugh. So <laughs> let's let's retrace the the series of events here to put this particular remark in the proper perspective. Uh, first, Spider Man came out. People didn't have anything to say about the face at that time. We carried on with our lives. Avengers was revealed. People saw the characters. Why don't they look like the MCU? They look terrible. I have no connection to these characters. <laughs> exactly. Now, mind you, the Peter Parker in Spider-Man also did not look like the MCU. Nobody said anything. Yeah. Fastest, best-selling superhero game of all time. Exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> so, to recap, Spider-Man came out. Nobody said nothing. Avengers gets revealed. People had something to say. Spider-Man gets a facelift this guy says it um, it's uncomfortably like the the disney movies not distinctly different like the avengers it's like well, you didn't complain when peter parker looked different now he looks like the mcu and you're complaining when you made the same complaint about the avengers it's like we've come to accept the new normal and so why would you now try to change it up <laughs> <laughs> Next troll says, aka the face model actor wanted money, and we just want someone who'll shut up and take pennies without any question. Oh, it's that greed, eh, Dev? It's always it's that greed. greed. It always rears its ugly head in the, yeah. in the least likely places. In a way that hurts the consumer. Yeah. <laughs> Next troll says, he looks like he has a gluten allergy. Uh, <laughs> you trying to say his face is swollen? <laughs> <laughs> you understand the symptoms of celiac disease visually? Wow, that's awesome. Next show says, looks terrible. Next one says, it still looks awful. So, still. It, yeah, indirectly stating that it didn't look good in the first place. Like, no Spider Man looks good ever. Exactly. Uh, Next show says, that reasoning is total Gorgon shit. Gorgon. If you know about Gorgons. <laughs> I have the petrified remains in my collection. <laughs> Next troll says his new face looks terrible. Following that, MJ was the character whose face needed work. Oh, everybody needs work now. She doesn't exactly. look like she doesn't look like Sundaya. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hot. Where's my euphoria? <laughs> Where's my euphoria? <laughs> Emmy award winning euphoria. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Next show says looks derp. <laughs> Bring that back. <laughs> Bring it in. Next, you can't please Spider-Man fanboys. First Puddlegate, then crying over the fact that there's no Sam Raimi suit, and now this. <laughs> I was like the, the guy who trolls the trolls. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always in favor of that guy. <laughs> kind of has a point. Yeah. People, it, it's never about. The content of the game, you know, granted, a suit, some puddles, a face. But it's never like, oh, they made the game worse. Oh, they, the game has technical issues. Oh, I wish it was more. I wish it didn't have as much as this. It's, why aren't there more puddles? Why, why can't I look like the Spider-Man I want to look like, which is the only one of 50 not available? <laughs> it's like, it has to look like the way the game looked the first time I saw it at E3, the game yeah. better not change at all. <laughs> yeah. Everything better be open world game, dynamic day and night, day and night cycle. Did it have a day and night cycle? Uh, I don't you remember know, because I feel like between missions, like it would change. Like as you push the story. Hashtag Peter's face gate. <laughs> <laughs> that that and, face gate. And the last troll garbage the fact that sony is being greedy like this is one of the many reasons people are going to get an xbox series x that great again x x, x. <laughs> this is a uh, hot off of what was it the when we were talking about the whole i guess like confusion with like the upgrade of the ps4 version not really happening versus like the remastered not having a 
a dis uh i guess a, so- a solo version of it like you can't buy it without getting oh, yeah. Miles morales all that stuff exactly so yeah and, now and it's 70 dollars it, it's sony it's sony greed now <laughs> or is it 70 dollars i thought miles is like 50 and, uh, it's, it's like it's you, greed yeah <laughs> exactly so it's all greed that's all that comes down to is it's greed from sony how money. dare you expect me to pay for stuff that you worked on yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we haven't really gotten into our opinions. How do you feel about the whole situation with the face change? I mean, it's unfortunate. It's not the first time I've experienced a face change or a voice change <laughs> because we can go all right on back to Infamous 2 when people complained about the way Cole looked and, and Sucker Punch decided, okay, we're going to change it because people obviously have a problem with it. And as soon as people see the new Cole who has like, hair and tattoos uh everybody has something to say like oh why don't they change it back why did they change it in the first place it's like um well you guys were really really mean online (laughs) so we just wanted to make you happy no change it back but by then you know they could get the face back but they already lost the original voice actor so that sucked uh with this situation i think that the lighting's probably not done quite yet. He does look younger. However, if you look closely enough, you'll see that the new face has like more facial muscles and more facial detail. So I think they'll, much like with the puddles, it's probably just a product of the time of day and the lighting, even though they are inside. But we'll see. So I'm not, I'm not tripping on it. I wasn't attached to the character like some people seem to be. I know it's unfortunate, but it's a video game. It's the same Peter. It's the same voice acting. It's the same missions. It's the same game. It's not that big of a deal, in my opinion. It might be a big deal to y'all, but whatever. (laughs) Now, what are the odds that you feel that this could be like a Sonic situation where they did this to create some buzz around the remastered version of the game? (laughs) I mean, we are in the era of gaslighting, so <laughs> I mean, yeah. like I don't even know. People were accusing the president dude. of gaslighting himself. <laughs> Shit, I did. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, this could be a trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like in this world, you always have to wait for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> exactly. Oh god, I can't wait for some semblance of the way things used to be <laughs> to come back. Can I just but, take you at your word, please? <laughs> seriously, it's all anybody wants. It's just say what you mean, mean what you say. Say, say what you just. <laughs> Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, it's crazy. I I feel exactly how you feel. If anything, yeah, we'll just see how this all plays out. I don't really care. I beat Spider Man, so if I were to go back to that game, I want things to be different. Having a different face, you know. To be honest, I don't even remember what the previous Peter Parker looked like because exactly what I point, was just mulling over in my brain right now. It's like the <laughs> the last thing I remember about Spider Man on PS4 is what Peter Parker looked like underneath his mask. Yeah, it's like at some point, it's kind of a generic looking like dude. And so like it's there's nothing very distinctive about Peter Parker. And so like, yeah, to to say that you're super upset over a character that one has been played by multiple actors in the franchise exactly. already. Um multiple iterations we even have like was it into the spider-verse that version of peter parker so i mean <laughs> that like, nick cage version yeah <laughs> exactly so yeah um yeah the fact the fact that people are like so upset with like him looking like anything is like i mean get over yourself but i feel like I, I say he that gotta look like something <laughs> yeah he's gotta look like something i mean as i said to devin appreciate like if they're that upset about this like imagine if they were just like and now he's just black and he's not even miles it's just black peter Parker. It's black Peter, <laughs> and oh, he's black michael peter. b jordan now <laughs> <laughs> and he's Israel's elbow yeah <laughs> <laughs> I would love it just always. Uh, that'd be the best. Like just uh, a, a a grizzled Spider-Man. <laughs> grizzled like street. Yeah. <laughs> so, not pulling any punches. Yeah. <laughs> Cussing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be uh, awesome. Okay, and he, right. and also he had a, a British accent. <laughs> like didn't even try to do the American eat yourself. <laughs> Night monkey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Oh, but I mean, hey, they could probably get interested in there for like an old Miles. Yeah, that'd be the shit. Yeah, that Spider-Verse. Time traveling Miles. Um, um, yeah, you got, got your next. Notes. Yeah, you got our next topic of the week. Top topic of the week on a lighter note because people did send threats to Insomniac, which is just once again not cool. Yeah, you're uh, getting out your lane, kids. Just sit back and enjoy the games. You don't have to participate if that's how you're going to conduct yourself. Exactly. Um, yeah. So in the next topic of the week, top topic mm-hmm. of the week, um, we got some Smash Brothers news. We what? had an we had an incoming new smash brothers announcement on the way so people got excited there's all these speculations who it would be and then we got steven alex from minecraft (laughs) so yes uh initially you might uh, look at that and you're like minecraft character what um yeah on the surface it doesn't sound like much of an offering for nintendo yeah uh, especially characters you're going to be paying for uh this is by the way (laughs) Part of the uh, Fighter Pass Volume Two collection, so this is the second character right behind. Uh, I forgot her name, but she was from the uh, Long Armed Fighters game. <laughs> oh, from 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 Orms. <laughs> yeah, from Orms. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, so this one being Minecraft, they announce it. People are like, "Oh hell yeah, okay, this is something interesting." This is the second the the, the second the second. Uh, microsoft character this coming after banjo kazooie um so yeah people were saying that uh, microsoft isn't doing anything with rare characters well we got banjo kazooie <laughs> so <laughs> yeah getting so, that licensing dope <laughs> yeah a lot of people were speculating now like oh is this now a guarantee that game pass is coming to the switch like everything is a guarantee oh, that God. game pass is coming to the switch um but yeah let's get into the details of steve uh, and Alex uh, from Minecraft. Of which there are a ton. Yeah, so this is coming by way of GameSpot. I edited out some of the uh, the fat and just broke it down to the essentials. So Steve's regular attacks include a swinging sword move. Holding <laughs> the button down will let you walk forward and back while swinging the sword, That's which is awesome. useful for defending uh, yourself in tricky situations. So yeah, as you saw, Dub, your character is just swinging that blade, like almost like locked in position. So you don't turn around, so you're swinging forward and swinging back. You're just backing up and going forward <laughs> while swinging that blade, and it's a constant swing, not just like a a big attack. It's it's a it's a beat them down crew. <laughs> it's that it's that old school gaming, just no attention to detail <laughs> attack. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. You hold down the button, and it locks your orientation so that you can keep the enemy in front of you while still freely moving. I like yes. that. So. Um, on top of this, there are actually multiple tools that you'll be that you'll have at your disposal. So, uh, his axe is used as an anti-air attack and what? to juggle enemies. So, if you hit him with the the axe, uh, it's an overhead swing. But if you connect with them in front of you, it, they have to be super close. It just starts knocking them up. So you're just pelting them as you're knocking them into the air. Or if they try to drop down on you, you can swing your axe, and that acts as a bit of protection. Um, knock them in the air. Knock, knock, knock them, them in, in the air. air. Uh, then you also you have the pickaxe, which is used for mining from the ground and for a dash attack that quickly closes the gaps. Mm. Um, so more on that with the crafting. Just like in Minecraft, you even upgrade your weapons to increase them for wood and iron and even diamond. They can break too. Uh oh, uh, leaving you with <laughs> without some of your attacks. So as you break your weapon, all of a sudden. You'll just have your fists, and it's uh, obviously a weaker attack, and you lose a bit of range, which is very minimal to begin with. Uh, you can craft using resources gathered from the ground and walls. Uh, these differ depending on the surface. So um, uh, they mentioned in this uh, on the Minecraft stage, uh, you'll see the grass, you'll see dirt, you'll see wood, you'll see uh, stone, even iron. And as you, if you stand over those blocks and you start crafting using your pickaxe on the ground, you'll start getting materials from those elements, uh, which is awesome because if you're playing on uh, it applies to other other stages. So they have the the Star Fox level um, because that is a ship. You're getting mostly iron from the ship, and so on and so forth. Uh, they say uh, the other levels that vary more are like say the uh, the Pokemon stage because that level is constantly changing. And so then with that, you'll get different um, elements to to I guess draw from the ground with your. Axe. And then that's going to change your play style as the level changes. 
Exactly. And with that, you then use those materials to then you can craft blocks under you, which uh, you can use to build up or you can jump, put a block under you and then run forward while building blocks and then create a surface. And That's as so it, amazing. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. You, if you're listening now and you haven't seen this video, do yourself a favor and go watch this video. Yeah, I mean, uh, what what comments do you have so far with like what you saw from the character? Uh, just based on the information that you discussed already, like I I enjoy that Nintendo not only just made a new character to drop into the game, but because of the way that the Minecraft characters work, they went back and retouched all the levels in order to make them generate those resources. Uh, I also like that the resource yield is predictable. So if you know what spot you're mining on, you can know like the order and the amount of resources to expect. And then just hats off to Nintendo yet again for taking a, a seemingly awkward kind of character something that could easily have been done in a very half-assed way and just doing it to a manner that works within smash as well as remains true to the ip itself because when you look at the video when you see these moves in action like it looks exactly minecraft it looks like it plays exactly minecraft like to the point where i believe that you know, some kid who's been playing Minecraft since it came out can probably get into Smash, play as Alex or Steve, and probably just mop up professionally because it, it looks like if you have a well-rounded knowledge and experience with Minecraft, you should be able to do okay in Smash. Yeah, it's um, and as you're saying, it's that um, honoring the source material that I really uh, that I really appreciate for this game. Um, like my my niece, she her first video game that like she got into went on YouTube and all that good stuff was for Minecraft. Like that was her jam. Oh, wow. And she has a Switch now, and so I could see her literally being one of those people that's like, oh, I'm gonna get this just so I can get the Minecraft character. And so it's a way of um, creating like. Or reaching out to a broader audience while then inviting them into your into their arena because as you said it's still very much smash brothers but this character is very unique now it's not just uh another fighter that they just threw in there it's a minecraft character and so yeah as, as you were saying like there are people if you know the maps you can then craft um craft like barriers in order to take advantage of certain areas of the stage and they're just showing how like um with just the blocks like you can use that to you knock somebody off the side you then build a wall so that as they're trying to jump back you block the ledge that they can grab onto and so there's certain uh knowing the enemy also creates a, a level of advantage for knowing their tendencies and then how to craft around that to then throw them off their game. And I love that. It's just such a wild card character that um, could easily make a huge impact as like, they just step into the, uh, the esports landscape of uh, smash brothers. Um, yeah. So I can't wait to see um, this character out in the ecosystem. As I'd mentioned to a dub, uh, I believe it was uh, MK Leo ran with Joker, which is um uh, from Persona 5 and very true to the source and um, one, I believe, Ifo with Joker. And so you see these new characters immediately having an impact and the community appreciating it. There's not this complaint of like, oh, like, oh man, like this paywall, like people are getting access to characters because they're paying for it. They're like, no, no, no. I'm actually like, when I was looking up the comments on Reddit, people were like saying like, I hope that they just continue to do this rather than focus on trying to get, say, another Smash game out within the Switch lifecycle. Just continue adding fight, fight passes and adding new characters into the game to just keep, um, to keep changing it up while just keeping this as the foundation to move forward with because they've already have every character from the previous games to, to play with as it is. So yeah, um, I'm, I'm really... Uh, I was really, uh, this was one of the additions to the game where I was just like, oh, this made me now want to go back and play Smash Brothers again. Um, so yeah, uh, adds off to Nintendo for coming with this update. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah, I, I don't understand why. Just We're at the point where all the sports games, you know, fighting, racing, basketball, football, cricket, all these games, just make one game. And keep providing support to it 
over his over his lifetime and give it a longer lifetime. Like there's no reason you should have to buy Madden every year. You should just be able to download a patch and get an updated version of Madden, get your updated rosters, get your updated career mode. You should be able to just drop more fighters into a fighting game. And that's just the fighting game as it is. If you rebalance or retweak, if you nerf, if you buff, patch it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we are we're in this stage where we're in between we're transitioning between generations of consoles. And there's just all this talk about like, yeah, like games are just going to get upgrades. Uh, For the most part, if it's not a remaster, they're just going to get upgrades and then you'll be playing a better version of that game. And so yeah, I would I would love to see that rather than these annual releases, just seeing an upgrade that comes out similar to what they're doing with No Man's Sky, where it's like, let's just keep supporting this. And I mean, game is on 3.0 right now, and it looked like it too. Exactly, and I'm I'm assuming if they were losing money, things would be different. But they've found a way to still be able to fund all these upgrades to this this game. And so, uh, yeah, you can. I feel like there's a way to make it work. And speaking of, oh yeah, what are you gonna say? Just still, just buzzing off the Minecraft character, man, because I've never seen something that well done in a game (laughs) (laughs) they put a lot of love and energy in that i mean you have the different tiers of the tools so you can mine and get your resources you can make a gold sword or and if you make the gold sword you've got the entire gold like arsenal of all your tools you get the diamond which is the most powerful the gold is like frail but it has a higher attack speed Uh, you got the you got them elder dragon wings and you can light the firecracker and fly across the stage with the uh yeah with the uh the hot plate or whatever the the pressure plate where you can set that up tnt yeah (laughs) you got a trap you got a workbench yeah the um that aspect where being able to upgrade your weapon and then on top of that um weapon degradation is just like that little touch where it's awesome because it's like it's a strength and a weakness it's like oh shit he just built the diamond sword well i know he only has a couple wax out of it and then you can you can replenish it but you have to build a workbench and so the other other character can take out your workbench (laughs) and it comes back pretty quick but just that inconvenience especially when you and you can see that happen in real time somebody's got their their gold or their diamond weapon and it's like, all right, let me hang back. Let me let them swing on everybody else. Up, oh, back to wood. Let me go break that word, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And it gives like a, just a different style of play. Just because uh, like you have like your, 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 your close up brawler style characters, you have your distance people. And then like adding a trap character where it seems like he's all about like setting the traps because he can, he can, because he can adapt to his uh, surroundings. It means that every place is potentially can be changed to his advantage and so because of that like you could just see that type of character just immediately moving off into the corner and going to work <laughs> and people are like do i deal with that or do i deal with these other people before and that becomes a problem down his own. <laughs> yeah. and just like at the same token and at the same token i mean there there's a significant weakness built in to the minecraft characters where their resources are finite so if they get a little too crazy out there, just dishing everything out, making rail tracks and making TNT and using up all their resources, eventually they're going to have to resort to mining to stock back up. It, it goes all the way to them even being able to make the blocks that allow them to have those floating platforms and save them from falling off the edge. If you're out of resources, you can't make that. So there's for the sheer volume of completely outrageous things a Minecraft character can do, there's also a necessity for them to maintain their resource capacity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love like the, um, the attention to detail, how like just certain moves have multiple factors or like uh, ways to affect the enemy where like you jump in the cart, you can ram them. Or if you jump out of the cart and it hits them, then they get trapped in like in a stasis of the cart mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're moving with it still. So it might just send them over the side. Um, yeah. There's just so many factors of how you can like just jack people up in this game. It kind of reminds me of the, um, the, uh, what is it? The, um, 
the duck hunt dog in that game like he's very much like kind of a, a trap character because he can set up uh he can set up this uh a can and with the can he can then shoot the can and the can starts flipping and if you get hit by the can it can hurt people or he can just power it up to make it even more powerful and so it's a thing that you have to dodge and if you do that then you fall right into his trap of like getting out of position to then open up another attack so yeah i want to see <laughs> i want to see like i, I just want to see how this minecraft character immediately like makes an impact on the smash community <laughs> i think minecraft might win evo this year oh yeah i wouldn't be surprised just people are like what do i do <laughs> got an answer for everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly oh mercy but as uh, as we were saying, and as I was saying, um, with A Dub saying that games that you wish that you didn't have to buy, like not wanting to have to buy Madden every year, we do have an update from EA Play. So on the next topic of the week, top topic of the week, this is a quick one. Uh, EA Play will be coming to Game Pass officially on November tenth. So this is for the console version. They said for PC, it'll be coming in December. So um, all the people that don't care about EA games. I'm sure they already turned it off by now. And then for the people who are excited to get to play some EA games on Game Pass, look no further than November 10th. And I believe you get like what uh, one week or a ten hour, ten hour demos of new games. Yeah, exactly. So you could try out Madden for ten hours and then go back to hating it. <laughs> exactly. Get hating on the advertisements. Yeah, ten bucks a month. Yeah. yeah. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, we have news by way of Cyberpunk or CD Projekt Red, I'll say. There we go. Uh, yeah, this coming, uh, this is a quick hit. Or, you know what, not quite a quick hit, but we'll, we'll go through this quick. Well, don't have to be quick. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see. So Cyberpunk, it was reported recently that uh, Cyberpunk is going through its final phases of production mm. because of that. We'll be experiencing some crunch. Now, the only reason why this is a story, A Dub and I, we've kind of we've given our stance on crunch in the past. Um, but the reason why this is a story is because Jason Schreier had tweeted that CD Projekt Red uh, had approached him for an interview. Um, this is a while ago, announcing that they would avoid crunch for the development of CD of Cyberpunk. And so, yeah, there was a big uproar because they said there wouldn't be any crunch, and then they announced it, and then story got out that there was going to be crunch through a memo that was sent internally and then so adam badowski he followed up the studio head of cd project red by saying these last six weeks are our final sprint on a project we've all spent much of our lives on something we care for deeply the majority of the team understands that push that that push especially in light of the fact that we've just sent the game to cert and every day brings us visibly closer to shipping a game we want to be proud of. So interesting thing there, they said they sent it to CERT, uh, indicating that the game, I guess, at this point has gone gold. Uh, but yeah, they're in the final six weeks where they're just cleaning it up. They've already delayed it at this point, and I'm guessing that there's still a couple of things that they need to get done. Um, clearly, with the delay, they were showing that um, they're trying to put out the best product possible. And so seeing that there's still a couple of things that they need to iron out, they realize that we're going to have to up the hours. And so we're going to have to go back on what we said and do a little bit of crunch, a little bit of overtime, a little bit of extra pay in order to get the product out that we intended or that we promised. Um, yeah. I mean, the only reason why I even brought this story up is because CD Projekt Red is that company that whenever another developer makes a mistake, as A-Dub has pointed out, they, uh, you, you see a tweet from CD Projekt Red talking about how they're going to do the exact opposite of that company. and so, and so <laughs> they, they scoop up the football and run down the field. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, they get caught with their pants down. And so you know, it was an interesting thing to see how people reacted to it because they're always so uh, consumer friendly. Um, and the consumer tends to care about themselves. But in this case, they're deciding that they care about the development team as well. And so people were upset about that. Yeah, people, like, oh, you, you promised there wouldn't be crunch. Now you, you lied. <laughs> There's a lot of that. There's a lot of people who was just like, oh, you don't have to crunch. You can just delay the game. And it's once you start getting into that territory, it's like, look, dude, you're going to have to face reality. At some point, the project has to be done. 
you can't keep spending money. You can't keep taking time. At some point, it has to be finished. Money has to keep coming in. The doors have to stay open. Yeah, they could delay longer, but is that like really going to benefit the situation? It's are they just going to find more problems down the road and then still have to crunch? It's like, yeah, some games probably don't need it, but in this case, it looks like this game does because if you don't set a hard finish, you're not going to finish. You're just not. So, you know, I hope people understand the financial and logistical necessities of situations like this a little more now and just cut them some slack. Like, Crunch isn't all bad. And, you know, in proper CD Project Red fashion, the the head boss over there made a comment like, oh, they'll be well compensated for their overtime. Yeah. Uh, Even when we do bad, we do good. <laughs> yeah, and I can't imagine, because The Witcher came out however long ago, but if you were to put it in perspective of how long this game has been in development, and then to say for the final six weeks we're going to be crunching, yeah, that's six like, weeks. it's not even like yeah, a he year. said yeah, he said they've been working on this for years, and so like you think about it, it's like six weeks in comparison to years of development. That's at least they up till this point they were able to keep things like under control. Yeah, like, how are the last six weeks of finishing the product uh, the absolute worst? thing about it compared to the eight years or so they spent making it yeah and you can't really speculate but you maybe think like the previous delay was maybe them trying to avoid more crunch than, mm-hmm. was, than was needed and then so what could have been exactly like, what it was like two months of crunch or not two months uh i'd say like three or four months of crunch got cut down to six weeks of crunch exactly so even though they're falling into it they minimized it along the way yeah um, so right, we'll give, them, give them their credit. Let them finish doing what they do. Remember, they're they're the ones making the damn thing, not you guys. So when you guys want to put up tens of millions of dollars to make your video game, you can avoid crunch all you want and go into insurmountable debt <laughs> if you like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but let's leave this work to the professionals for the time being and just bear with them as they try to put out their largest and most ambitious project well probably not the largest but definitely their most ambitious project yet exactly. uh we'll do some quick ones here we have um a quick note from in exile uh news just came out this was actually in a response to a tweet that uh NXL is currently working on two rpgs and that the second one is uh in the infancy of pre-production so is a ways out but just news that nxl is working on two rpgs so you can all right hopefully hopefully we're getting some microsoft exclusives to see if this acquisition is going to pay off exactly and as like it kind of puts in that note because people were just talking about it's like oh all these like former fallout people or you know obsidian people getting back with bethesda what does this mean but it shows that projects are already underway and as microsoft said we're not trying to break up what these companies were already working on. We're just trying to get like access trying to get to, paid. Yeah. Just trying to get access, <laughs> trying to get access to their games and lock them down. So, yeah. Um, so it looks like they're all, this is at least like um, reinforcing that idea that they're all kind of just working on or business as usual before Microsoft showed up. Um, let's keep it going. The last one, this being the PS plus announcements for October. Adub. Oh yeah. We got vampire. Oh, I just might. Yeah. And uh need for speed payback. I might not. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking for a racing game. <laughs> yeah, I was. And then I looked up a review for need for speed payback and it, it didn't sell me. So, yeah. <laughs> and you know me, I, I normally don't go by reviews. So I was looking mainly just at the video, the gameplay, and just hearing how the gameplay mechanics work. And as far as Need for Speed goes, it just it seemed like that they got more wrong than right. What uh, draws you in with Vampire? Oh, uh, that is third person and it's different. Yeah, Vampire game. It's got yeah. some vampire mechanics in there, sucking some blood. Apparently, there is a whole lot of dialogue, so we'll see. I mean, I haven't heard singing reviews of Vampire either, so, you know, if I wasn't interested in it before, I'm, it's, there's probably a good reason. However, I'm willing to give it a shot since it's 
gonna be on plus yeah it seems like that like vampire has like a cult following and that's like like the people who love it love it and then everybody else plays other stuff but yeah it could be uh as as you mentioned could be a lot of people's halloween game or october game if you're looking for a horror game so yeah maybe a, a smart release in that on that part from playstation and then on a brief related note, uh, for a very short period of time, Sony also made Bloodborne free, <laughs> but then they caught it and put it back to 20 bucks. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody got it, though. I don't think it could be redeemed, but it was up for free for a little bit. Bloodborne's in that uh, PlayStation collection, right? That's going to be on PS5. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, people will get it eventually, um, get it in their hands if they have it. One way or another. Yeah. All right, you got anything else, AMC? No, nah, that's all I got, A-Dub. Time to go to the uh, Aquarium of the Pacific. There it is. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Uh, you got any final words, A-Dub? We're almost there, everybody. About a month left till the next gen, then we can start hating all over again. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, don't do that. That's That's not healthy. Lose control issues. I am the AMC. And this is a dub. We are control issues. Thanks for playing. Suckers.